Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. Come on, why don't you stand to your feet? Why don't you slap your neighbour and tell them your church attendance is perfect this year? Come on. I love that joke. I think I used that two years ago. Maybe last year. You're doing good. Well, for eight years, I've actually been sharing the theme or the vision that I feel like that God puts on my heart often months before. And, you know, as I do that, I feel this sense that the Holy Spirit wants to shift some things and adjust some things and put some things in your heart that perhaps you don't even know are important and vital in your life. And and uh, probably eight years ago, the first word we ever gave our church was, it was going to be a year to exceed, a year to exceed your dreams, a year to exceed and believe God that God could do exceedingly and abundantly more than all we ask or imagine. The next year we did a, a year called Take Ground. How many of you know that's about moving forward? Like an army, just take some ground. The next year was expand for us. And it actually was a year of expansion. It was the year we moved into this place. We Another year, we had a year uh, called Breaking Through. I think that was two years ago. And another year was Dominate. Last year was Overcome. Someone say Overcome. And I think one of the things that you want to do in God and in your own faith is understand that just because God has spoken to you something new in a new year, it actually means He wants to build off what He has been doing in years past. So if you still need to overcome some things this year, how many know you learned some things last year and you can overcome those things in Jesus' Name? And so I just believe that as we share the Word of the Lord this year, that it's gonna impart into your spirit that's going to unlock some things in your vision, that if you're in business, family, whatever age, whatever stage of life in ministry, that some things will begin to get in you and it will be like a seed. And you might sit there and go, oh, not sure about that word. But the funny thing is about seeds is that they germinate and they grow. And I, and, and I found that the enemy has sown a lot of seeds in people, but God wants to sow His seed in people. And so today is that day. Are you ready? Come on, are you ready? How many overcame some things last year? How many overcame some fear? How many overcame some discouragement, some setbacks, some depression, some anxiety? How many overcame just not fighting with people on social media? How many overcame that? You might have tried some things and even it didn't shift the way you wanted it to shift. But how many know that sometimes learning from those experiences is one of the most powerful things you do? John chapter 15 is going to be our text. John 15, I am the true vine. Someone say true vine. I am the true vine and my Father is the gardener. He cuts away every branch of me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Someone say even more. The funny thing is about God is God doesn't mind cutting you so that you'd be even more fruitful. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. If you've ever been around a gardener, they'll actually just decimate one of your plants. You're like, what did you do to my plant? Took the thing from this big to this big. And you're like, don't worry, it'll grow. 
Sometimes God has removed some things from you and you thought it was all over. God's like, no, it's just beginning. Verse three, you're already clean because the word I've spoken to you remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you that's are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We're gonna skip on down to verse 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Someone say friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Now we're gonna read this one together. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. One more time. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, free fruit that will last. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I thank You for every man, every woman, every family represented. Holy Spirit, I invite Your presence. I invite Your wonder. I invite, oh, into this new year in 2022, there are dreams that You desire. There are things that You need to shift. And so Holy Spirit, I pray as we gather around Your Word today, but every Sunday this year, every transform group, every dream team, every kids' church, every youth, Lord moment, every outreach moment, every family moment, every private moment. Holy Spirit of the living God, I invite You into every single section and, and department of our lives. And I ask, Lord, that You would move and do work of a wonder. Lord, that we would look back and say, God, You did that. So Father, I thank You in advance in Jesus' Name. And a Church Alive, good looking said. Come on, one more time, give the Lord a hand. In the house of God, praise God. Come on, can we thank our worship team? Go ahead, grab your seat. Someone say with me, God made me, loves me, has a plan for my life. In 2022, I declare, I stand in grace. I walk by faith, love and wisdom. I overflow with joy and blessing wherever I go. I am a person of honour. I boldly declare today that I will walk in God's purpose, bear much fruit, and reign in life through Christ. How many know a new year needs a new declaration of your life? I was uh, taking my kids recently to the park and if you're a dad or a mum in here, sometimes you uh, imagine you're gonna do something and you imagine it's gonna be amazing. And then like halfway through, you're like, why is it so hard? <laughs> we were just gonna go to the park. So all we're doing is going to the park, three minutes from my house. Felt like it took an hour just to get the kids to the front door in the car. I'm like, where's your shoes? Where's your jacket? You dress too cold. And then I get in the car and I have a condition called forgettery. And it took me like an hour to get the kids in the car and then I had to go back in the house. And I'm just like, hey. And my wife will look at me sometimes like, really? Again? I'm like, babe, you're just a magnet. You just keep on drawing me back. 
But I get to the point as a dad sometimes that I'm like, it's time to go. Then we got to the park and they closed down where you do number one. And I was dying to go and my daughter was dying to go. She's like, daddy, we gotta go. I'm like, we just got here. We took an hour to get here and now we're gonna go? No, we will pee our pants. Anyway, we ended up having a pretty good time, but by, uh, I don't know, an hour or two in, my son was enjoying some football with different people at the park, and, and uh, I was enjoying watching him, and, the, and, the, and the, my two youngest were playing soccer, and, and then they, they got to a point where I, as a dad, had forgotten to feed them lunch, which often happens, right? You're just like, what? My, my wife will say to me sometimes, hey, did you feed them? Not really. Uh, <laughs> I always think if they're hungry, they'll ask. <laughs> we don't need a schedule. I need a schedule, but I don't need to take care of their schedule. You're above two years old here. You're fine. You live. You cry. And so she was hungry and she was like, Daddy, we gotta go. And I'm like, No. <laughs> Do you know that Jesus? calls us his sheep in John chapter 10. He obviously is the good shepherd and shepherds, their job is to obviously protect the sheep. Their job is to care for the sheep, but their job in many ways is to move them on to a new pasture. Someone say new pasture. It is a new pasture where they will have new food and new sight. If a sheep stays in the same place too long, they actually ruin the ground that they are eating on and defecating on and sleeping in. They will literally ruin it. That is why if you are a Christian, you should be a growing Christian, moving from one pasture to the next place, to the next place. You're not to stay the same. I pray this year you don't stay the same. I pray I I don't stay the same. How many need a growing pastor? How many need growing leaders? How many need just your family to grow? Men need to grow. Women need to grow. Otherwise, we just argue and fight about the same dumb old things. Haven't you found that? Move on. Let it go. And I imagine Jesus calling to the sheep saying, it's time to go. What time is it? It's time to go. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? It's time to go. It's time to go. One of the things we people do is we often describe seasons. We describe when it's cold, we're like, oh, winter's coming. A couple of months, we're going, oh, spring's coming. When it's getting hot, oh, it's hot. It's amazing to me the number of people who want to move to Florida who complain about Jersey's summer. Anyway, that's just a side thought. I won't go down that road, but <laughs> when you watch the leaves change, what do you see? You go, oh, fall is now here. One of the unique things about God is God does not watch things and He is not surprised by them. But actually what He does is He sends His Word so that the situation changes, so that the person changes, so that the perspective changes. He is sending His Word this year into your heart and are you open to receive it? 
Listen to what Isaiah 55 verse 8 says. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is not looking at 2022 going, I wonder what's gonna happen. He is sending a word to some people who will receive it so that they will be His ambassadors and reflectors on the earth. God is ready and and willing to send His Word. And what He needs is some people that say, Lord, I open my heart and it might start small, but it's gonna grow big if I'll allow it and receive it by faith in Jesus' Name. Isaiah 55 verse 10, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower, and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God uses His Word to instigate change. God uses His Word to create change. God uses His Word as a catalyst to change. God is not waiting to see what will happen. God is sending His Word to your life. God is sending His purpose to your life. God is sending His light to your life. God is sending a seed that begins to develop and germinate. I remember many years ago when I was 18, I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart, man of God, get up and pray. That was a seed that began to produce. And I wonder today if there's any people in our church that will allow the seed of the Word of God to get in them so that it will literally transform and change and grow and begin to grow His purpose in their life. Is there anyone like that in the church? One of the men who's been instrumental, I think, in my life as an encouragement and a a faith speaker into me is Pastor Yesi Padam from India. I met him as a 19-year-old. He came to our church about seven years ago. Their church and ministry has built over 10,000 churches all over the world. He's really an incredible, incredible man. There's been two books written on his life. And there was a time when he came to our church and he gave us a prophetic word. And he said, listen, I feel like this is for you. This is for your church. Isaiah 54 verse 2. He says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. At that time, we were just little bitty church. You ever been a little bitty church? We were believing for big things, but sometimes when you're believing for big things and you're working and you're not seeing it yet, you're kind of like, are you sure God? And you need someone to come alongside you and speak something into you that affirms what is already in your life and in your heart. And that's where Yesi Potom came along to us and says, get ready, strengthen your cords, strengthen what you are for you spread out to the left and to the right. That was when we're in the Williams Centre and as God moved us into the King's Court, things began to spread to the left and to the right. It is so important that we take moments like that and treat them seriously for they are seeds to develop something greater in our life. Is anyone getting this today? Don't just sit and attend church. No, open your heart and say, God, what do you have for me this year? What is it that you want to adjust? What what area of my heart do you need to unharden? What area of my heart do you need to reprioritize and reshift in my life?
You know, Jesus was often telling people to go. Someone say go. Say it's time to go. Listen to what Mark 5 verse 18 says. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home. Someone say go home. Now, not right now, but just later, go home, later. <laughs> Some of you are about to walk out. No, no, it's not dismissal time yet. Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how He has had mercy on you. And theologians actually tell us that this man was demon-possessed, literally went home, but told everyone that Jesus was the man who set him free and a key church was built in that region which began to be a key place where the gospel began to go. Here's what's interesting. The man wanted to be a disciple, an apostle of Jesus. Jesus, I'll follow you anywhere. And here's what he says to him, go home. I find it interesting that the first priority often of God for your life isn't go and do something great, but go and do something small. Go home and tell people, hey, I'm not gonna be a jack wagon anymore. Go home and tell people, I'm not gonna be a whiner and a complainer anymore. Go home and tell people, I'm gonna, when I come in the house, I'm gonna bring peace to the house. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, some of you need to amen that right there. How many know that we've all got a little crazy in us sometimes? Why do you need to spend time with Jesus by yourself to deal with the crazy in you? You need to get alone with Jesus this year. At the start of the year, get alone with Jesus. You get crazy around other people. Get alone with Jesus and then you'll be able to go home and fix some things. How come you always got a bad attitude because you're not spending some time with Jesus? How come you're still bitter to people because you're not spending enough time with Jesus? How come, how come it always seems like there's always chaos and drama around your world because you are not spending enough time with Jesus? Jesus says, go home. Go home and do the dishes. Go home, fix your basement. Go home, fix the attic. Go home and clean it out. Go to work with a new attitude. I remember many years ago, I had a roommate and my roommate was a very spiritual guy. He'd pray for hours. And he's like, ah, oh, I, I, I called into Walmart today. I canceled going to work. I'm just gonna pray all day. I was like, ah, oh, that's cool, man. And I thought about it later. I was like, the most spiritual thing you can do isn't just pray all day. It's go to work and pray with a new attitude and get this, and work when you're at work. <laughs> I just gave someone a promotion. Some of you are thinking like, oh, I want a promotion this year. If you'll work at work, amazing things will happen. If you'll focus where you're meant to focus. Yeah, it is a good word. You know what King David told his son Solomon as he's about to pass away in 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 2? He says, I am about to go the way of all the earth, he says. So be strong. Watch this now. This is for all the men. Act like a man. We can close church right now. Just <clears throat> act like a man. That means you can be a man, but not act like a man. 
Act like a man means take responsibility. Act like a man means go home. Act like a man means pay your bills. Or have your wife pay them. Whoever's better at managing. <laughs> Mark chapter 1 says, A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. It's like there was this anger at what bound him. Hear me now. There is sometimes an anger in God at what binds you. He was indignant. He's angry at it. And then he touches him, reached out his hand and touched him. I am willing, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and was cleansed. He was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. Listen to this. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go. Someone say go. But go and show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Watch, one man is instructed to go home. The other man is instructed to go back to the man who had pronounced him unclean and go show that you are no longer unclean. I wonder to myself, are there people in our church that need to, need to go home and prioritize your connection to God? but also need to go and tell some people who the only thing they think of you is a drug addict or the only thing they think of you is strung out or the only thing they think of you is unreliable and begin to show them that you are not like that anymore. The man needed to tell the man who told him he was unclean, I'm not unclean anymore. His identity had to change. Sometimes someone else's words rob us of our identity, but we need to literally step into our new identity and begin to declare and act a different identity. Are you with me? In John chapter 8, verse 10, Jesus straightened up and asked a woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir. Then neither do I condemn you. He is offering this woman incredible grace and Jesus declared, go now. Someone say, go now. Go now and leave your life of sin. Go home and get things right. Go to that one person and get things right. But then leave this thing that has become your identity. Leave it. The law has condemned you. I am giving you grace. But that doesn't mean I'm giving you grace to go and live that thing. I'm giving you grace to leave that thing. You've got to understand today that many of you, you have grace today to leave that thing. As you leave this place, I believe some people, you're going to have grace to leave the thing, but leave it quickly. Don't excuse it. Don't reason it. Don't sit there and go, well, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. Leave it. Leave it in 2021. Leave it in 2020. Leave it behind you and go into a new future. I used to get drunk, but there came a time where I was like, I don't anymore. You might have used to got high, but don't anymore. You might have used to live with someone, but don't anymore. You might have used to. There should be some used to's about our life. Oh, that's good preaching. I don't care what anyone says. Danny, can I have my little bag of tricks? How many appreciate Danny? Mendez. So, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it? 
What time is it? Chris Luprin, what time is it? It's time to go. Recently, my son um, cleaned out our attic. He's 13 now. Little, I don't like to call him a teenager. I like to call him a young man. It's a different identity. But anyway, we cleaned out the attic. There were some desks up there and old beds up there. And, you know, how many know that just attics, they're just sometimes disgusting? And ours was no different. And, well, it wasn't completely disgusting, but it was at least, you know, all right. My wife's getting protective of her Portuguese background, which expects cleanliness and perfection everywhere she goes. Anyway, we cleaned it out. Recently, I cleaned out the basement. It was good. You ever feel good about yourself when you clean out the basement? I paid someone to clean out my garage one time because I knew I wasn't going to do it. I helped him, but I knew if I paid someone, I knew I was forced to do it. Sometimes you got to bring someone to the party. <laughs> Sometimes you got to bring a friend to the clean-out party. And then, and then as he was cleaning out the attic, I was recently looking at my clothes, and, and sometimes you just need to be a cupboard, or you need to clean out some stuff. And I was cleaning out some stuff, and I was like, you know what? Like, you ever get like a white shirt, and it used to be white? And you're like, this is never going to be white anymore. Even the blood of Jesus won't cleanse away this yellowness. And, and I'm like, this thing has got to go, and that thing has got to go. And I bought a shirt that never quite fit, and I didn't even send it back. I got scammed on the internet, and that one's got to go. And I got some weird socks that never quite fit right. They're just baggy from day one. That one's got to go. And uh, sweater got to go. And man, this jacket, it did me proud for a while. But then I was looking at it one day and I was just like, it's just got yellow stains everywhere. That's disgusting if someone really looks at it. And uh, I thought that one got to go. And what else is in here? Yeah, socks are going to go. Is that it? I think that's it. What the heck's this? Oh, thankfully it's not nothing else. Someone say it's got to go. For you to move into what God has for you, some things have to go. Some things have got to go from your mind. You've got to identify what has to go. And you literally say, this thing doesn't fit anymore. This thing, what was I thinking when I bought this thing? You ever buy something on sale and you're like, it's on sale, $7, it's okay. You come back, why would I ever buy that thing? You got excited by those red little tags, didn't you? You saw red and got excited. I've been in stores one time, it's on sale. And then I realized, settle down. It's not that good. They're tricking you. You ever got tricked? Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 5. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. I want to tell you today that this chapter, John chapter 15, is kind of a, it is a preparing chapter. It is a priorities chapter and it is a lesson really on the power of staying connected to what is most vital. And Jesus is about to send his disciples, his followers, to literally change the world. 
He is sending them out. But what He wants to do today is He wants to say, listen, I'm sending you and I'm, I'm telling you to go but I want you to go and prioritize first. I want you to literally take those things which are empty and old and too much 2020 and too much 2010 and too much 2000s and too much 1990 stuff and you need to let them go. Do you know that some things you need to just let go? Some things you need to burn, some things you just can't be a part of anymore, some shows you can't watch anymore, you just gotta move on. Some friends, if you can't change them, you need to let them go. Hear me now, John 15 verse 16. This is our key verse for the year. I want us to read this together. Say this with me. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Notice this now, this is so powerful. He says, you didn't choose me. Yes, I wooed you. Yes, you said yes to me. Yes, you put your hand up and says, yes, I'll follow you, Jesus. Yes, you did those things, but you gotta understand His mercy and His grace and His love was actually choosing you. Some of you, you're you're literally like, I'm not sure why I'm here, because God has chosen you. You should thank God He's chosen you. You should thank God He's protecting you. You should thank God even when you don't wanna be here, that God is still for some reason drawing you here. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you, that you might go and bear fruit. I noticed that the job of the tree or the branch isn't to grow the fruit, it's simply to hold it. The job of the branch isn't to bear fruit. I don't just sit here in my Christianity and go, grow. Jesus, grow me. No, I I stay connected. I go home and I stay connected. I go to work and I stay connected. I go to my friends and I stay connected. I I go on a mission trip and I stay connected. I I go wherever I go. He says, wherever you go, what are you gonna do? You're gonna bear fruit. Wherever you go, you're gonna bear fruit. He was literally telling them they were going to change the world. And how many you know for 2,000 years, His disciples have been bearing fruit through the Gospel and the world did change from these 12 men. It did change. It's still changing because of 12 men. So when Jesus says this to, to them, I want you to know this. I don't stay connected to God because I'm a pastor. I stay connected to God because I'm a son. I don't stay connected to God because I'm a leader. I stay connected because I'm a son. I don't, I don't stay connected to God because I have a godly wife. I have a godly wife. I stay connected because I'm a son. But I'm a branch and I have zero power on my own to bear fruit. I can do lots of things, but those that have heavenly value, I have zero power unless I stay connected. So my one thing that I must do, you might go lots of places this year, but your one thing you must do this year. If there's one, you're like, oh, I wanna lose weight this year, that's great. You may wanna pay off some debt this year, that's great. You may wanna read your Bible in a year, that's awesome. Like Pastor Andy, I travel the world this year. Tired of all these people and COVID and I'm just gonna travel. one thing stay connected how often do I have to go to church 
when you stay connected, you don't have to go to church. You just go. Because you're going to bear fruit. How do I have to go to a transform group? It's going to keep you connected. It's going to help you connected. And then guess what? You're going to stay connected and then you're going to help someone else connect. It's going to be a lovely connection. Connect, connect, connect. And there's going to be all these connections and there's going to be connections and connections and connections. But let me tell you the priority of the divine for your life is connect. Stay connected. As our church gets bigger, I feel the weight of I need to stay connected. But guess what? When I was leaving, leading a Bible study of eight people, I needed to stay connected. When we first kicked off, everything we've done in our church, guess what? I've needed to stay connected. The priority is connection. Jesus literally is sitting with His disciples and He takes a branch and He says, just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own, neither can you. It's the invitation of connection. How do you get connected? Just keep connected every day. Jesus, help me be connected. In the month of January, I'm going to read the book of Proverbs because I always need wisdom. I'm going to read the book of Acts and I'm going to sit in John chapter 15. That's kind of my plan. I'll just, I'll just sit in there every morning. I'll, I'll do something in there. I'll do something in there. I'll do something in there. Oh, you got to do that because you're a pastor. Now I do have the responsibility of being a pastor. So I do need to dig in. But you have the responsibility to be who God has called you to be. You may have a different call than me but you have the same responsibility. Be who God has called you to be. Do what God has called you to do. Listen to what John 15 says again. You did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. What's the word of the Lord this year? What's the word of the Lord this year? Go. What's the word of the Lord this year? Go. What's the word of the Lord this year? Go. What's the word of the Lord this year? What's the word of the Lord this year? Are you ready to go? Do you believe you need to go? Come on, some people need to go. Go home. Go seek God. Go to work with a different attitude. Go on a mission trip. Oh, let there be a go about this church, I pray. There's new fields. There's new food. There's new pasture to eat. God says, I need you to go. It's time to go. I was encouraging Mark Hattu the other day. It's time to go. Stepping out into being a business owner and now, it doesn't mean you don't prioritize. doesn't mean you don't mentor. It doesn't mean you just jump when you've got a dollar in the bank account. No, no. Because here's the thing. Jesus was telling them they're going to go into all the world. And He's telling them, go prioritize. Go prepare. Go get power. This week, I feel like the word is, go home. Prioritize. It's Go but do the work that your beliefs, that your schedule, that your core value, that your vision, 
but your goals and all this kind of stuff. It takes work. I've been doing this for about three weeks in my own life. I, I did a goal setting course in probably mid December and it takes time and work to align your goals and vision and calendar and everything else. Otherwise, you're just one of those Christians that just like, oh yes, I just, I just believe it's gonna be an amazing year. And God's like, listen, don't just go. Go with priorities. Cut away some things. Get rid of some stuff. Throw out some old shirts, old socks. Don't need to go there anymore. Some of you throw out some old undies. They don't do nothing. They're connected to the wrong people. Connected the wrong people. I was gonna bring some undies. It's all right. Might have gone viral. I don't need to go viral. Close your eyes. Open your hands. Father, a, a general word needs specific application. So now I pray for every person watching online. I pray for every kid's teacher in our kid's space. I pray for every man, every woman, every family represented, that you would breathe upon them specific application. I pray today that you would help them prioritize. Help us not underestimate the, the small shifts and small adjustments that you want us to make. Spirit of the living God, speak to your people that it may not just fall on dead ears, but it may produce a fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. Oh, I pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Eyes this way before I close. You know, I was praying. Yesterday, just I spent a fair bit of time about this word because I wanted to get it right. I wanted to, I thought it was going to take me two hours on this message. It probably took me like eight. That was not encouraging for Nana. But I was just praying about it and praying about it and thinking about it and, and rewriting it and positioning it and just shifting it. I'm like, Lord, I need your people to get it. But one of the things that came to my heart is Proverbs 28 verse 1. It says, the wicked flee for no one pursue, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Going takes courage. Going takes boldness. Going takes change. And how many know people, we don't really like change. But how many know that sometimes you gotta go home and fix some things that you perhaps don't wanna fix or you've been avoiding like that attic for a while, but the best thing you could do is go home and fix it. Go to an, uh, an old relationship and make amends. Go to an old relationship and say it's not for us anymore. Go to someone you've never talked to before and invite them to church. Tell your story. Don't, in, under, don't underestimate your God's story. You don't need the most radical story. You might have a radical story, but you might have been a moral good person. But just tell someone, listen, I think this can change your life and bring them to the house of God. Share your story. Be a part of it. How many receive that today? Let me say this about business people. Listen, let faith be in your heart. Let faith be in your heart. Let me say this about courage. I have often felt not courageous as I've led. 
But I find that God keeps getting me to step and keeps getting me to step and keeps getting me to step and keeps getting me to step. You know, when we started the church, I was scared. When we moved from Carney to Rutherford, I was scared. When we moved into a new, bigger space that was more expensive, I was a little bit scared. When we started any ministry, I was scared. When we moved to King's Court, actually, I wasn't scared then. It was just better. It was obvious. When I started Believe and Build, I was scared. When I wrote my first book, I was scared. When we started coaching other pastors and leaders online, I was scared. But guess what? If you keep going, courage eventually gets on you. And before you know it, you go, I'm not scared anymore. I am courageous and let there be a go about your life. You don't have to be courageous, but if you keep moving, if you keep going, you get courageous. You get courageous. Let courage be our portion. Let courage be our portion as we go this year. We're going to go into mission trips. We're going to go in serving days. I believe we're going to take our church and put it on TV. We're going to go. Give the Lord a hand. If you're going to ask a girl to marry you, you need courage. If you're going to go into politics, you need courage. You need courage. You need courage. Close your eyes. Father, I pray for every person. Oh, Spirit of God, bless your people. Bless their minds, their hearts. Bless their thinking. Adjust them. Speak to them. Speak to us. I thank you for the go of heaven in this place. I thank you for open doors of ministry. I thank you for one-on-one moments that are going to be significant. I thank you for healings that are going to happen in this place. I thank you for prison ministry. I thank you for television ministry. I thank you for outreach ministry. I thank you for a global reach this year. I thank you, God, that you are going to do something significant. But Lord, do it in us. Cause the men of this house, the women of this house to be courageous, I pray. Oh, in Jesus' name, let a spirit of faith get on your people. Let new vision get on your people. Break off old things of 2020, 2021. Break off generational mindsets that would stop people. Break break things that would, would bind them in Jesus' name. Let fear get off people and peace and strength get on people. Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you. Eyes closed. We read the text in John 15 verse 1. Jesus starts it out. I am the true vine. There are seven I am statements that Jesus says in the scripture. He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Maybe you're here today and you have not yet said yes and connected yourself to the true vine. You may be in this place and you have religion, morality, but you don't know if you're connected to the vine. 
I'm gonna pray a very specific prayer. And that prayer is for people who have yet to say yes to Him, yet to receive Him, yet to say, Anthony, I'm not a Christian today. I'm literally stepping into faith in Christ. There are those of you here today online and you've never said yes. You've never been born again. You don't have peace with God. You're not His child. He wants to adopt you today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that God Himself would wipe away every sin, every mistake, past, present and future and write your name in the Lamb's book of life. And I wanna pray with you today. It may be one, it may be 10, it may be 20, but perhaps today it would be a brand new day for you to say, I need my sins forgiven. I need a relationship with God. I need to, I want to walk with Him as a friend. So if that's you today, we're gonna pray collectively as a church, but specifically for you, if you've never received Christ individually, let that decision be yours today. Come on, pray with me. Say, Jesus, I believe You are the true vine. And right now, I declare You, my Lord, forgive my sin, cleanse my life, plant me in Your family, help me walk as a friend of God for the rest of my days. In Jesus' Name, while eyes are closed all across this place. If you did that today, prayed that prayer today, all across this place, I want you to lift your hand and lift it up high. All across this place, lift it up, lift it up high. Lift it up high, thank you, thank you. Many of you put your hand up. Many of you put your hand up. Many of you put your hand up. You can put your hand down. If you meant, if you also felt just disconnected from God, you've been backslidden, you've been away from God all across this place, Just quickly raise your hand and say, Pastor Anthony, I need to come back. Come back, I need to come back. I need to come back, I need to come back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can put your hand down. Father, I thank you for every hand, every heart. Bless your people, bless marriages, bless relationships, bless their thinking, their coming, Lord, and their going. Father, in Jesus' Name, I declare the grace of God over every life in the powerful Name of Jesus. And everyone said, come on, everyone said.